been a heck of a month for economic data. The highlight was CPI coming in lower than expected in November. Then we had manufacturing ISMs contracting for the first time since the COVID crisis. Then uh, last week, we had services looking solid, consumer sentiment looking good, and PPI a little bit warm, but still making some progress. Let's talk about how it all adds up with Michael Shaul, Chairman and CEO and Portfolio Manager and Market Field Asset Management. Michael, good to have you here before a couple big days for the economy. Tell us what you're expecting here. Yeah, I, I think the CPI picture will be mixed. There will be some good news and some bad news. You know, I, I do think that finally some of the COVID inflation impact is is falling out of the data, and obviously energy prices, you know, on top of that, uh, are going to be down. Um, if CPI looks anything like PPI, which is you know never guaranteed, um, I would keep an eye out for food. Uh, in the PPI series, food um, is now up as much as energy, both up 16% year over year. And food has a pretty big CPI weighting. It's about twice as big as energy. So, you know, food is going to be important. Uh, and then on the services side, uh, you know, the Fed has sort of signaled that it's looking at, at non-shelter services CPI. So I guess we'll all have to look at that too. But, you know, the bottom line is I think the headline number comes down and the core number comes down. Um, but it's very difficult looking at the data to see core CPI 4%, 3% um, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, that again implies that the Fed is hiking in December, is probably hiking at the beginning of 2023, uh, and we'll see Fed funds 5 to 5.5% um, by the middle of next quarter. Okay, so the food uh, component of inflation uh, seems to be just gathering uh, momentum, basically. Is that going to be uh, one of the, is that something the Fed uh, might be able to target through demand, or is that as sticky as uh, anything else? No, I mean, it's pretty hard, hard to stop people buying food using interest rates. Um, <laughs> you know, to the extent that food inflation is really labor market inflation under another guise well you know perhaps there's some kind of impact but but no i think what they're most likely to do with food inflation is, is simply dismiss it is simply say we focus on core we focus on services we recognize that it's a cause of hardship for a portion of the population but it's kind of beyond the scope of monetary policy um however it's still a number that the market's going to focus on it's still something that when Powell goes in front of Congress, it's going to be talked about. It's just unfortunately not something that monetary policy can really address effectively. Okay. So uh, going forward, if we have uh, food prices still pretty sticky, we have uh, wages in the employment picture last time looking also like they're picking up. Is the uh, energy component uh, kind of uh, been the easier part? Maybe the supply chain driven problems that have dropped is it possible that maybe we saw some of the low-hanging fruit of inflation taking out where do you think the uh, difficulty is going to be going forward compared to the last several months where we have seen some of these numbers drop a bit i mean you know you're still in the process of this stuff dropping out so i mean i, I think you're literally picking up the low-hanging fruit as we talk you know something like used car prices for instance has swung very significantly from a big a, you know, a big plus to a big minus over a period of time and, and energy, um, you know, has been pretty negative, um, you know, for most of the last six months. So the year over year impact of energy is still there, but the month over month number, which is really what, you know, a real economist is going to be looking at. 
um, you know, has been negative, you know, has been negative for energy. Uh, you know, I think the only way that, that you continue to see progress on that front is if you actually get demand destruction. Um, and that's when you, I think you see economic growth, um, you know, really decelerate. On the services side, um, you know, the Fed certainly can have impact on shelter-related inflation, although it's not very efficient. Uh, because of course CPI is really focused on the rental market, which again is largely influenced by the labor market. Um, and on non-shelter services, again, uh, you really got to collapse demand. Um, you know, and, and what has been striking in the last couple of months is the divergence between the ISM manufacturing index, which is you know a pre-recession reading, uh, certainly a slowdown reading, and the services index, which is still really quite normal. And that translates across to the prices paid index, where you know you have a deflationary reading in the um, manufacturing survey, and the services survey is still at seventy, you know, which is still indicating broad um, cost pressures. So, um, you know, I, I think the Fed's in a tough place here, um, and uh, you know it will continue to tighten until something breaks. Now, we heard uh, the language from Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, on 60 Minutes last night, uh, waxing pretty optimistic, I guess expected as a key member of the administration's economic policy. But, I mean, what do you make of the confidence here that we're still hearing from some of our leaders that inflation is going to be significantly lower next year? I mean, is there any guarantee well, uh, whatsoever? No, no. I mean, and, and you made a point. She's a political appointee now. I actually think it should be impossible for the Fed chair to become a Treasury Secretary, um, because I think what it does is create this confusion. It's not Janet Yellen's fault. You know, what she did was perfectly allowed at the time. But we have been used for many years to hearing Janet Yellen as a politically neutral voice of the Fed. And literally the same face and the same larynx now produces you know, political drivel. And, uh, you know, I, I never really listened to Treasury Secretaries. You know, Henry Paulson was not helpful. Uh, for someone investing in 2007-8, and I, I don't think Janet Yellen's going to help us work out what to do next year either. Mm. Uh, what's the play here for investors, uh, Michael, as we head into 2023? I mean, is there anything here that uh, looks reliable? Because some of the recent relationships even have frayed somewhat. We've seen stocks struggle despite lower yields, lower dollar, maybe some of that growth concern coming into play. Is there anything here that seems like a, a, a strong conviction or a surefire thing for you? No, uh, you know, I, I think it's a bear market and I think it's a time that it's difficult to make positive returns, um, but you can avoid making negative returns, which are so large that you can't dig yourself out of a hole. You know, in terms of what's done okay this year, better than you might expect, um, you know, I think the precious metals um, have been interesting because although the dollar's come off, it's still a very positive dollar year. You know, with two weeks to go, silver's just in the black and gold is is within touching distance of being break even. It's down a couple of cents a year. So I think you look at those and say that, that they've handled a big rise in interest rates, a big rise in the dollar, a big liquidation of ETF ownership. Um, and if and when there's any sense that the Fed is done, um, you know, they would typically be the first of the commodities to really react to that. So I, I think they're worth holding, holding on to. Um, I think some global markets for U.S. investors got very cheap in U.S. dollar terms. Um, and, um, you know, it, again, if the dollar is turning here, um, you know, that does make a difference for a U.S. dollar investor. But I think generally we've, we've had a very 
good bounce since the beginning of October. This is still a bear market. And, uh, I, you know, I think in the next few weeks, we're going to be giving up, you know, at least some of that bounce for portions of the market and all of that bounce for the rest of the market. All right. There it is. Michael, thanks a lot for being here on a big week. Appreciate the setup. Thank you. Absolutely. Michael Shawell, Chairman CEO, Portfolio Manager at Marketfield Asset Management. Happy to stay regular here on the show. Good timing. Ahead of a couple big days. Inflation tomorrow. Jay Powell right after.